0: Good day guys I know things are going crazy Everyone is just focusing on COVID-19 And all is relevant discussion. So i decided to hijack all the content that I was preparing to publish and focus the next two months on the different elements within this whole COVID-19 turmoil. And we're going to start with something that I think it's pretty challenging to talk about because everyone in the market, okay, or at least most of the people in the market are taking the other side. And what is the other side? Is that everyone thinks the stock market is going to crash. Many, many people are talking about that, right? Because the economy is coming down, we are facing a recession, Technically, recession and we're going to talk about this but today i'm going to attempt to share with you three reasons why i think that there is a chance that there will be no further stock crash so good morning everyone I welcome you to another day with a financial coconut In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths Discovering best financial practices Discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life You get it Ultimately empowering us to create a life we love While managing our finances well And today's topic is Three reasons why there won't be a further stock market crash Okay, guys, I just want to make sure you know that, right, I'm trying to do an attempt to share with you the other side of the story. It doesn't mean I'm saying that, you know, the stock market is not going to crash further. Don't go around and say, hey, coconut say, huh? no more crash, you know, it will not crash, it will rebound, time to invest. No, don't do this kind of shit. Because firstly, I'm not giving you any advice, I'm just trying to put forth some educational material that, it's not really covered in the mainstream media. I'm sure you don't need me to talk about why the economy is going to crash because there's a lot of debt, mortgages are going to go bust, blah, blah, blah. You know, Everyone is really talking about that. So I tend not to like to talk about what everyone is really talking about because, come on, man, you consume different content from different people, right? So when you come here, I want to talk about things that either really covered or different kind of point, different viewpoint, more intuitive, more interesting kind of viewpoints. So all of us can kind of open up our minds and see things from a wider facade, right? There is no one way to look at things. And I just feel that maybe we should just kind of talk about the other side of things, right? And especially in this point in time where the media is striking a lot of fear and all of us and a lot of uncertainty. You look at a lot of people in the financial world, they themselves are not very clear what's going on. And yeah, it's uh, everyone's kind of blind, as as good as me. So if, if, if you think someone has an answer and they pick up some study and some report some projection the reality is right there are like 100 other reports they're talking about 100 other case scenarios right, so don't be too sold to one story uh let's take a look at some of the other possibilities and yes i have been going live for the past few weeks and yeah, um, we did talk a little bit about some of the stocks that I'm looking at in one of the f- in a few of the earlier episodes. So yeah, since we're going to talk about the stock market, I decide that you know I will crop two additional kind of episodes uh, over the next two days. They'll be published as a special two two extra special episodes for the next two days after this episode to talk about some of the stocks that I'm looking at and some of the common pitfalls that I think uh, people miss or you know we could talk more about and yeah if you are interested after listening to the two episodes and you've not checked out our live session, go on to the Financial Coconut Facebook page to you know, kind of see what's going on and check out the live sessions. The live sessions are a little long, so you really got to have some time to listen to us and that's probably why I decided to chop some of the interesting snippets you know. and that is what's coming extra for you in the next two days. And I want to give an extra shout-out if you love what we are doing and you want us to continue to produce more content, get more interesting people on the show, more perspective so that we can all learn together. Do support us at ko-fi.com slash the financial coconut. You know, it's uh, we're just kind of trialing a platform to see that people are willing to buy us a kopi, right? So then before we go into Patreon or go into other platforms because, you know, Patreon just suck up quite a lot of money. Huh? So I'm just kind of testing out to see that people are willing to support the podcast. People are willing to, you know, like you guys like it enough to kind of treat us a coffee and then we will see how things go from there. So yes, before we proceed with the three reasons, I think the first thing we need to clarify is what I'm trying to talk about is a stock market crash. It's not an economic recession. I think it is already a given that it's an economic recession because you know a few months ago, remember, you know, Trump and she had a huge fight and everyone just kinda got affected. Even Singapore came down. And Singapore is a very good barometer in terms of the global economic activity, so we have the second busiest port in the world, we have the second busiest casino gaming integrated center in the world, yes, we are not just a casino, we are doing integrated one, IR, but yes, and we have one of the one of the globe's busiest airport, and we are, you know, we just do a lot of things that are very global, a lot of our SMEs are all actually taking on contracts from these kind of big MNCs, so our economic activity, our GDP growth actually has been quite an accurate barometer an indicator that, hey, a recession is here. And we have just announced that we are experiencing shrinkage in our economy. We just, our economy has fallen by 2.2%. I think that's the latest number while I'm recording this. So yes, that is where we are. And we do see that economic recession is a thing. But does the economic recession definitely mean a stock market crash? That is another big question mark. It is They are not a guarantee. It doesn't mean that economic shrinkage means that the stock market is going to crash. Especially now that the stock market has already come down on average globally by about 20 to 30%. I think that the market has priced in a lot of fear and uncertainty already. Will it go down another 20%, 30%? That would account for 50% discount from peak. Um, not impossible, but pretty hard because the last time it happened was 2008. That was the giant economic crisis, right? And that was because... Banks went bankrupt, right? The global important pillar of the financial world went bankrupt. I'm really not betting on banks going bankrupt every 10 years. So uh, you get the idea. Lah, huh? So I highly doubt that the stock market will crash. That is statistically, but I'm going to share with you some points as to why I believe that the stock market will probably not crash further. But it doesn't mean that it will go through some V-shaped or U-shaped recovery. Yeah. So I'm just thinking that it will not go down too much further. Maybe a little bit down, but not like another 20-30%. So my thoughts are number one, because there's a collective effort from governments across the board to pump money into the system. So why is this important? Because it keeps the economy afloat, right? You see like Korea pumping 9.8 billion, the US pumping 2.2 trillion, the UK doing like 350 billion pound. Across the board, everyone is pumping a lot of money and they're pumping the money in to keep the economy intact so that all the people continue to get paid, businesses will not go bust as a result of this. So This gives comfort to a lot of investors to know that, okay, you know, things are not going to be too crazy, we're going to go through a tough time, but it's not going to go nuts. So I think that reduction in fear is very important because then people are willing to kind of cling on within the market and continue to stay invested, not massively sell off and you know all those kind of crazy stuff so to me I think that is very important the collective effort from all the governments around the world is keeping the economy intact and at the same time giving a lot of comfort to investors within the stock market so then they will not like massively pull out more cash and cause another ginormous 20-30% discount so I think we are somewhere around this area already but expect economic recession I think that is inevitable but with this collective effort from all the governments, it should keep the market at bay. It should not go down anymore. Uh, That is at least how I look at it. And number two, point number two is that there's a global delay in loan payments. So when you look at it, all these huge stimulus package, right, has a different has a few different components. So one are like direct payments, you know, to the citizens so that they can spend, they can you know, with spending it kind of promotes the economy. But it's a bit uh, interesting because uh, you, like you want me to stay at home, then you still want me to spend, you know. So it's like a, a bit a bit a bit interesting, uh, huh? But either way, that kind of keeps people make sure people do not end up not not able to pay their loans, able to kind of keep their mortgages together, pay their utilities, despite not working. So I think that is uh, something that is good on the individual front, but on top of that there are things like tax holidays which means like you don't need to pay your taxes, you know, within this short period of time and there are loan guarantees, there are mortgage delays, all of which are helping to ensure that there isn't a need for loan repayments within a short period of time, especially on the businesses front. A lot of businesses are getting like loan guarantees, they're getting like in in essentially they're getting free money but from the government and the government say you don't need to pay me any interest, just type through this and then pay me back after that. Right? That's kind of where it is. Or they're getting the banks to give loans to all these companies with government guaranteeing the banks the money. Because you need to understand the banks are also a business, right? They will not randomly just give out money. Right. So in, in the relatively free market economy that we are today, the banks are independent business entities right so they want to also make money so they will not, anyhow, give risky loans. Right? But when the government step in and say, okay, we will guarantee the loans and then we'll, we'll do whatever it, it takes, we hope that you can continue to funnel loans to all these companies, then yes, banks are more willing to loan. And more often than not, they will do it. okay? Because the government backs it, right? So I think that is kind of where it is. So this ensure that there isn't like a big debt crisis. So big debt crisis is like, Ray Dalio always says this, right? Essentially, you need to understand that the whole economy is a flow of money Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, Alright, So everything is flowing and we did this flow of money. There's cash and there is credit. So it is because of credit that a lot of the economy in this world are growing, growing and growing very fast. Think about it, if a world without credit, then you got to work 30 years to get a house, you got to work 10 years to get a car, you know. So because of credit, it allows a lot of businesses to invest in the longer term while managing their risk, uh, managing their, you know, kind of interest rate risk, right? So the debt... And this kind of credit availability is helping the economy grow. But also because of debt availability, there is a lot of time, you know, uh, people anyhow use this debt, right? So they over leverage, they over kind of take on all this extra debt. And when shit hits, something like that, when businesses stop, more often than not, a lot of businesses cannot cope right? And that is kind of where it is. So, if businesses cannot cope, then they have to announce they go bankrupt, they go bust. Also, the individuals go bankrupt, go bust. So, in that sense, then it will create a big hole in the market. And then this big Hole, because because if someone say they no money to pay you, then it's not just that one person no money you pay, It will affect the next person, affect the next person. It's like a network effect. So go and search what is a network effect. Essentially, it is kind of compounded effect, one person to the next person. Because we agree that the economy is a flow of money. So when there's a big hole of debt, nobody is willing to pay, then this whole flow will stop, right? It, the the impact will be a lot bigger than just that one hole. So when there is a global effort to delay payments, I think the Malaysian government just announced that you know uh, individuals don't need to pay your mortgages, don't need to pay your long-term debts for six months because of this lockdown. So because of all this global effort to delay repayments and government supporting this effort and supporting this uh, movement with the banks it will help the economy to kind of pull through this period because nobody will be defaulting or at least lesser people will be defaulting. Lesser people will, will raise their flag, raise their white flag and say, I give up, right? I'm going to like default this debt. And so with that, then there will be a reduction in the kind of network effect of debt defaulting. So there will still be people holding on to this thing and there will not be a big hole in the economy in that sense. So the idea is like, you lend your friend $100, then they say they cannot afford to pay you now Two ways, right? One is they give up; they say I no longer pay you. Another way is you say, okay, now my six months later, then you pay me back. Then you'll be like, okay, six months later, I can pay you back. So you get the idea. With that, you know the economy can kind of cruise through and hold itself intact. I think that is very important. A lot of people don't look at that. To me, when I see that, I'm pretty comforted by it because it means that. Companies will not need to go bankrupt. Announce that they're gonna close shop, and yeah, you get the idea. So when I look at that, it gives me a lot of comfort, and I believe that uh, with that, it will kind of reduce the fear of bankruptcy and big holes in the economy. So then the stock market will kind of react to that, right? So it kind of will stay intact. So yeah, I hope you find comfort in that <laughs> to know that you know uh, your ETF that you've invested or the stocks they have invested, you know, has a possibility of not going down further. Right, I think that is where we stand because a lot of us are pretty concerned. Is like, what if the market continue to go down? And what is gonna happen? Of course, you're gonna manage your margins, manage your leverage, you know, make sure your finances are intact. And I've talked about this time and time again. So today I'm mostly just trying to come in and provide you a different viewpoint, right? Because the news everyone is saying, Yo, crash la, yo, crashler, the thing is gonna come down. So yeah, I'm just trying to share with you some other reasons that possibly can keep the stock market intact and kind of help the economy to cruise through. And the third reason. Why I think you know the stock market's not gonna crash, the fear is gonna subside because if you look at China, China has already sorted out most of its Wuhan problems, right? So, uh, yeah, I know some people say cannot call it Wuhan anymore, it's like COVID 19. Okay, COVID 19, okay? So, you get the idea that now China has sorted its things it is slowly picking up its economy. Of course, the Chinese economy has been super impacted. Like, manufacturing came down 13.5%. Retail came down 20.5%. You know, fixed asset investment came down at 24.5%. What does that mean? What is fixed asset investment? Essentially, fixed assets are like physical assets that like property, machinery, you know, like hospital, they got to build the whole hospital and then inside all the equipment, you know, manufacturing lines, all the equipments. So, these are fixed assets. And fixed asset investments are down 24.5%. Essentially, Means you know there's one quarter less of investments in all these kind of infrastructure expansion and unemployment went up to six point went up by six point two percent and these are year on year numbers uh, so yeah you get the idea but I believe there is some compounded effect between uh, the U S China war and and this extra you know COVID thing that that happened so yeah like it or not, that has already happened. It has definitely affected the Chinese economy. But, now that they have sorted their thing, it should be a pretty good sign for everyone because it sh- firstly, it shows that it can be sorted before the economy crash. <laughs> and secondly, it shows that, you know, the well, the second largest economy in the world is still intact and it's growing so it's gone through the phase and of course I think we should find comfort that Japan is also handling it pretty well Japan is about 6% of the world's economy it's the fourth largest economy in the world if you put like Germany everyone together under EU Okay, now UK is out, but I think Japan is still fourth, right? So the first, the big four economies are the US, the EU, China, and Japan. China being number two. So you should find comfort that the second world's largest economy and the fourth world's largest economy are still intact and many of the world's other economies are still open, right? Of course... Uh, let's not discount the fact that the U.S. is going through a lockdown, the EU is going through a lockdown, and that would definitely slow down the global effort, the global economic activity. But I feel I find comfort that China is coming back together, and Japan has kind of managed to s- squeeze through and tide through this whole phase. So, like it or not, these com- these countries still drive decent economic activity, and I think they provide the kind of comfort in terms of the stock. Market, But all that being said, of course, you know, um, everyone out there is saying that the loans are crazy, you know, the economy is going to crash, recession is coming, and I think some of them do have valid points. I think a recession is already here. Technical recession means two quarters of back negative growth, and I think we are already there. Uh, whether the stock market will continue to go down or crash, uh, that is a huge question mark. Nobody really knows how the market moves, so don't discount the fact that it can go down but I hope that today you learn some reasons to see things on the other side, that maybe, you know, this is as slow as it can go and things will continue to come back. Of course, with... Uh, this whole COVID thing coming down in control and more and more governments manage to bring it down, economic activity will come back and the stock market should come back bit by bit. So I'm going to sum up today with three reasons why there won't be a further stock market crash. Number one, because there's a cumulative effort from government across the board to pump extra money to keep the economy intact. Number two, because there's a global delay of loan payments, so you should see a lower default rate and more people holding in the economy so there will not be a big debt crisis. And number three, Number 3 you see that China and Japan are still holding on economically and I do believe that the EU and the UK will the EU the UK the US they will all come back economically in a relatively short number of months right so let's stay hopeful but not be delusional okay so manage your portfolio well please don't take this as a call to buy manage your risk manage what you are comfortable in and of course manage your personal finance make sure you your income is intact make sure you have savings safety net to support you and make sure you are risk managed so with that i hope you learned something useful today see ya hey I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with a financial coconut. (laughs) Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated, and discussed. I hope you would share what you have gained with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building a community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Join our community telegram group, reach out to us on Facebook, just search Financial Coconut. If you enjoy the podcast and you feel like you want to keep us growing and stay independent, do buy a Scopy at ko Everything is in the description below. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week, and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all.